KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Welcome to the Parker Edison Project. I'm Parker Edison. In this episode, we look at how religion impacts the culture, specifically rap culture. Rap and religion are connected because they are the CNN of the streets. We talked to a professor of religion about the similarities of hip hop and religion and how God changed the rap game. Rap is a way in which we begin to understand what's happening amongst masses of people. In terms of similarities, the other argument is that they are one and the same. Hip hop is a religion. And we talked to a world renowned rap legend about tapping into the higher spirit through rap and choosing morals over money. The spirit, when I'm at my finest in my zone, connects with Prime Creator like a prayer. And I'm in that, that state of like creative grace. There's not too much of a synapsis of time between the thought process and expression. And another riveting game of six degrees of separate wayans. That's next on the Parker Edison Project. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. I saw something else under the sun. In the place of justice, there was wickedness. In the place of what was right, there was wickedness again. I thought to myself, God will judge both religious, both righteous and wicked people, because it's a time for every matter and every deed. Oh, he's telling you right here. He's telling you, let me do what I do and fall in. You might not always have somebody with you that can pray. You might not always be able to get in touch with somebody that can say a prayer for you, and you need a prayer. God has given you the time. He's given you the time to get closer to him, to become familiar with, 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 with you know, What's going on? What's, how are you supposed to move? To move. You are now you listening, are now listening to, the to the Parker Edison Project. Good morning. Welcome to the Parker Edison Project, where we look at the tenets of culture and things that really make America great. This episode, I get to dive into two subjects I'm very much into, rap and religion. A lot of people don't know that I'm Christian. I was raised Southern Baptist. It's because I don't always feel like arguing the, the points of its validity. It's also because I think some people are just shocked I believe in God. It makes perfect sense to me, though. I mean, if a Porsche just popped up on your lawn tomorrow morning, you'd be a little bit shocked. You'd be even more shocked if it wasn't from an actual source. It was just because two particles of dust smashed into each other and created a perfectly working machine. The Big Bang Theory never quite made sense to me. It doesn't mean it's not real. It just didn't make sense to me. Uh, some of y'all are foaming at the mouth right now. Luckily, though, the show doesn't sit completely on that subject. It's about religion as it pertains to rap. Like, for instance, the Ghetto Boys and Scarface, they have this, this constant duality that they, they have in their music, where even though they're talking some of the most gangster stuff, there's still the, a thread of how the supernatural is there. You look at somebody like Beanie Siegel, known knockout artist, but he breaks his bravado and he shows his remorse and his humanity when acknowledging how he falls short of being a good Muslim. One of the biggest proponents of religion and rap is undoubtedly Chicago's Kanye West. 
When rap was obsessed with crunk beats and bling, Mr. West brought a voice of virtue with lines like, so here go my single, dog. Radio needs this. They say you can rap about anything except for Jesus. That means God's sex lies videotape. But if I talk about God, my record won't get played. The theme of this episode is rap and religion. So it makes sense that my first guest has articles in both the Journal of Hip Hop Studies as well as the Journal of Contemporary Religion. Dr. Roy Whitaker is an associate professor in the Department for the Study of Religion at San Diego State University. He earned his first master's degree at Princeton Theological Seminary, his second at Harvard. His class is a mix of contemporary text, current events, field trips, and guest speakers. Dr. Whitaker, how are you? I'm blessed. I'm doing very well, brother. Good to be here with you. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here uh, to break bread, and it's always good to see you. Um, I'm very happy and thrilled, yet I'm not surprised about your current show on KPBS. There is no one in SD I could think of who is best suited for this medium, and yet perhaps more importantly, this moment than yourself, um, helping bring uh, cultural awareness and cultural diversity to SD and beyond. So the first thing I want to say is uh, I want to salute you and congratulate you on this enterprise that you are embarking on. It's, it's, it's something that's bigger than yourself. And I think you know that. And uh, I think that this will be an important legacy uh, for all of us to be um, ingratiated in. And, uh, and it, it's going to affect a lot of people in positive ways. So I want to thank you for all that you do. And I want to thank KPBS and the larger SDSU community for uh, having you a uh, part of this good work that you're doing. Thank you. Oh, oh my goodness. That's an honor. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> And you mentioned SDSU, and, and I know you from your, your connection to the topics of, of religion and rap. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your work? In terms of my work, uh, particularly curriculum development, uh, rap curriculum, and even sort of the evolution of it, what had occurred was back in 2008, I was part of a panel at SDSU called Crisis Carnival. And on this particular panel, I decided to do a paper on rap and religion. It was pretty well received. I was then very fortunate to get invited to create an entire class on hip hop. I developed a class titled Hip Hop Aesthetics for the Mollus program. The Mollus program is the Master of Arts and Liberal Arts and Sciences program at SDSU. I added one small unit on religion and I was happy to see that the students were quite interested in it. And then there was a call, call to create a class. Uh, this is for the uh, Weber's Honors College. And so I was able to teach the course about hip hop and religion. Like what inspired you to, to teach in on this subject? I have to give a nod to the love of the arts from my parents. I have to start with them because with them, they gave me the love of Motown. But I come from uh, the love of hip hop culture, I think organically. I'm a big fan of Big Daddy Kane, Chubb mm. Rock, Salt and Pepper, De La Soul. And I try to make it clear in my classes that hip hop is an art too. Hip hop's been around a long time, but scholars have not always looked at hip hop in a serious way. Let me ask you this. Are there similarities between the disciplines of rap and religion? They, I think on the surface, can seem to be polar opposites. And I think that that knee-jerk reaction is fair. But in terms of the similarities, there's, there's a number that I can uh, note. Uh, rap and religion, uh, first comes to mind is the African griot. This is the West African individual who's a genealogist, sort of the person who can um, provide the, the story from the past, the present, and the future of the community. The rapper is, is part of this archetypal uh, framework. They are the modern-day African griot. 
And I also would note that rap and religion are connected because they are the CNN of the streets. For instance, you turn on NWAs, F the police, and then you can get a sort of a read on what's happening with uh, the black community and issues of discrimination, police brutality. Today, you could turn on, for instance, Kendrick Lamar's The Pimp uh, a Butterfly. Here in the lyrics about uh, income inequality, uh, for instance, rap is, and even religion for that matter, a way in which we begin to understand what's happening amongst masses of people. There's a stronger argument to make too, and that is, in terms of similarities, the other argument is that they are one and the same. Hip hop is a religion. Oh my God. <laughs> I listen to that sit in a little bit. That got me. Y'all here dropping gems, boss. I, I learned from the best, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're, you're mentioning how uh, it, it is rap and religion are both uh, vehicles of messages. It made me think of, of Pac. There's always the idea that, that he's still alive in some place. There's kind of this religious connection there. And I just want to know if his work registers with religious scholars or how does he weigh in? In order to do hip hop studies, we need to go through Pac. I mean, there is, I don't think any way around it. For me, uh, as I was alluding to earlier, uh, Tupac is not just an urban legend, but an urban prophet. A prophet is simply someone who stands in the place of God, someone who speaks and hears God's message. To me, Tupac represents uh, the paradoxes, the problems, even the possibilities of being a black male in society, the roads that grew from concrete. Um, Tupac talks about, you know, if, you know, did you hear about the roads that grew from the cracking concrete, the spros? He's going to prove nature's law is wrong. It learned to walk without feet. Funny it seems, he says, but keeping its dreams, it learned to breathe fresh air. Uh, long live the roads that grew from concrete that no one cared. I mean, Tupac is really getting at the idea that, uh, you know, where you come from may not be great, uh, but that doesn't necessarily stop you from becoming great yourself. If somebody doesn't address Tupac at some level, then they've missed an, an important resource in their hip hop studies. My, my favorite part of any day, Dr. Roy Whitaker. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate this so much. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah. We on the West, so I had to ask about Pac. But Dr. Whitaker also shared some insights about a particular East Coast rapper that I'm rather fond of. They were incredibly interesting. We couldn't fit them into this one, but they're so good, we might make an episode just so we could put them out. But that's a different story. Most religious studies courses look at traditional prophets while ignoring what Dr. Whitaker calls prophets of the hood who struggle to overcome some of the same issues we see addressed in religious stories. Theoretically, that could include MLK, Malcolm X, Tupac, Malala Yousafzai. To me, this idea puts us closer to God by shortening this strange distance we've put between us and our prophets. When we were editing this segment, it really resonated when Dr. Whitaker said today's rappers could be compared to the African griots. I called a guy who called a guy to call a guy to pull some strings and got us on the phones to speak with an official West Coast griot. Sir, what's your name and where are you calling from? I'm Mike Anai, and I'm calling from Los Angeles, California, representing for LA and underground hip hop around the world, Freestyle Fellowship Project Blood, Haiku d'Etat, and many other associated crews. Uh, and before I really get into this, I, I gotta ask, because I heard this as a rumor, 
Did you actually write on one of the N.W.A. early albums? Is that a true rumor? Yes. No, I wrote a couple songs on that joint back in the day, and it was cool. I think they gave me like 50 bucks. You know, uh, Easy and Dr. Dre, I remember my first time meeting them was when I first met Warren G. Maybe I was like 14. Warren G might have been 14, and Dre was spinning for Uncle Jam's Army on the platform. And uh, back when he just had the glove and the Jerry Curl shag, like, fresh. I remember Easy used to hang out at the hot dog stand with, with Dwayne Don Jaguar. We would always kick it at the hot dog stand and rap and write whatever, you know, play dominoes, play Jamaican-style dominoes. But the shit I was writing was treacherous. I was like, ooh, do you see what I see? What do you see? A sucker, wisdom, Mike, wisdom, please stop tripping. Hand me the clip. Yo, put the clip in. No, 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 I'm about to do this slow. Let me know if he's about to roll. Got you covered. Something up, brother. This is about to get smothered. Let's go, idiot. He made a move down the block with homie Spock with the brother. Like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 586, bro. The topic of this episode is rap and religion because the two run close together. So let me ask you this. Did, did you grow up in the church? I definitely am aware of the good church and, and singing gospel songs as a kid. And that's a good black church. And, you know, with the fans and passing out and all that good stuff. I, was, <laughs> I went to Bethany Baptist Church and did CCD there, you know, the Christian studies there. And I went to uh, St. Bernadette's Catholic Church. Oh, but why you ask? I ask because sometimes your rhyme reminds me of people speaking in tongues. Do you think there's ever something spiritual in what you do? Absolutely. I would say that the spirit, when I'm at my finest in my zone, connects with Prime Creator like a prayer. And I'm in that, <clears throat> that, that state of like creative grace. There's not too much of a synapsis of time between the thought process and expressing. Most the chance, the money, most the man, host the band by the order of little me. From Washington, Polly, Hammer, went to the Grand Palace Tower in the Mystic in Manhattan, like Skyline Nano. I was impressed with the classy and oldest issue with me on the shopping spree, watching my bonus. Excuse me, miss. Does this come black here when really bad? I'm blitz, though. I'm mounting and announcing this. Is all that. See, I see. The higher spirit and ascended master kind of tapping into your, your higher self for certain tunes and songs depending on the vibe. In an earlier segment, I spoke with a professor whose uh, curriculum is on rap and religion. And he referred to modern day rappers as modern day griots. Do you have any thoughts of that comparison? One of our better albums, Freestyle Fellowship, was titled Inner City Griots, but it's actually G Riots because we were mixing it during the riots of Rodney King beating. And uh, it was interesting even then just to be young and learn that knowledge and be like, wait, I'm, like, I'm a young one of those? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'm getting licked at some time. We're missing on one of those too. Okay, cool. So now I can jive with that, especially when you listen to some of the music or some of the lyrics in the literary sense, especially some of the earlier inspired stuff. You're part of the prestigious Project Blow rap movement, and a staple of that is not selling out, sometimes Absolutely. literally choosing your morals over money. Uh, yeah, I'm is, that, about is that an easy thing to do, or is it harder than it looks? No. Knowing better and doing better are two different things, you know, and I ain't no saint. One, and Project Bloat isn't necessarily a, a representation as a collective or each individual as a one solid unit of spirituality or morality. Nobody's like, anybody's moral, you know, ruler or, you know what I'm trying to say? The, the core spirituality, I think, is just don't be whack. <laughs> hey, and, and I'm gonna let you go, but before I do, let me ask you this: this is, and this is, this might not even make it into the interview. This is for me. How did you end up doing a song with Jim Jones? Well, like, that's the Jones. I love the Jones. Oh, this. 
You listen like, to Jim Jones this out. I was like, we can poly this out. And you know, I ain't lying. You know, I know red and blue make green. But I know you said it was active. And I was like, man, it'd be an honor. Oh, like, I'm gonna have to put that in the show. That's You just dropped game on us right there. That's deep, bro. I remember it was a big deal, though. And people were surprised how, you know, the underground rapper cap, you know, all my different aspects of range, you know, could even touch and blend like that. You know, a variety of cats are rapping with Corrupt and Snoop and all of them. I was gonna be in Death Row. Same day we clicked up Fellowship. The same day they had my jacket and my chain. Don't believe me, ask RBX. Yeah, Wait! You said this one more time, just so I got that. Yo, you, you were gonna rock with Death Row. Me and Peace, they was gonna help us rock with Death Row. Absolutely. I wrote rhymes for RBX, who is Snoop's big cousin. Going around the corner from his house in Long Beach, first I'm gonna Snoopy iron in his khakis. <laughs> <laughs> and he got like a little couple of nickel bags or something. Hell yeah. He's like, oh, I can rap. I can rap too, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> he pursued that dream all the way to the top. Let's drop gems on gems on gems, bro. Thank you. Uh, well, this is all up, man. Thanks again for having me. If you've ever seen the series Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix, you heard Snoop tell a story of playing Micah 9 in Freestyle Fellowship. Micah is also featured in Ava DuVarnay's award-winning documentary, This Is The Life. If you've ever attended a real rap cypher, you know there's something ethereal about it all. It can be otherworldly to see someone tap into the group psyche so precisely he's having a one-on-one conversation with everyone in the room simultaneously. Imagine delivering an unrehearsed 200-word monologue that rhymes on beat with no paper in front of 150 people. That's what it's like to impress a room full of people with a freestyle rap. And Micah 9 is among the elites. He's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, or at least one of them. And again, this interview had so much good stuff, we couldn't fit it all. In fact, you know what? Hey, Dave. Yeah, P. Can you, uh, can you put it on the, um, uh... On the calendar to use those clips for a separate episode? Yep, got it. Word. Appreciate it. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're playing Six Degrees of Separate Wayans with the host of Theater Corner. Stay put. Stay tuned tuned for more of the PA project. I love you. I think I always will. Even now, I'm reeling from the effect that you have on the rest of my life. I'm different now. As badly as I want to feel the heat between us, I know exactly how this is going to end. Now streaming at PlatformCollection.com is the new film short, Run Rick, a who's who of San Diego talent. Brought to you by the good people at Platform Collection. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Welcome back. You're listening to the Parker Edison Project. My roommate and I used to play this game in my house. It's called Six Degrees of Separate Wayans. At one time, Kevin Bacon was the peak of popularity in Hollywood, and that may still be the case, but the almighty Wayans family is giving him a run for his money. They've been making wild connections, and to show that, I do this thing called Six Degrees of Separate Wayans. I have a competition where somebody tries to stump me by giving me names of people they don't think I can connect to the Wayans family, and I do it every time. Today, trying to stump me is my guy, Mr. Michael Taylor. He's host and producer of Theater Corner. I'll let him introduce himself. Parker, I have finally made it. 
<laughs> I can write home to my mother and let her know I've made it to the Parker Edison project. So your son is your son is big time now. <laughs> I appreciate the introduction, brother. Yeah, so I'm Michael Taylor, host and producer of Theater Corner, a theater interview series that was created right here in uh, San Diego uh, by myself and uh, Trevor Neuenswander. We spotlight and sit down with black actors, directors, playwrights, other theater and film professionals. It's been running for about over six years. You know, I've been going to the Globe for, for a while and uh, for years. And each time I go, I look into the audience and, and perhaps I, you know, I see only perhaps a handful of folks that look like myself. People need to see themselves in a space for it to be welcoming. Um, I didn't get the sense that the black community was aware of these incredible, incredibly talented black actors on the stage, including the Shakespeare stage. And so uh, I just kind of took it on pro myself to uh, figure I'd just start interviewing them. For the fledgling uh, theater fan, the, the new theater fan, where's a good place to start? I, I would say any theater. Uh, is a good place to start. And it doesn't have to be any fancy theater. There's smaller theaters like the Moxie, you know, uh, diversionary theater, smaller theater. So I would say just go. Perhaps people don't realize just uh, how incredible the experience is. Okay, okay. I got more questions about that. But before I do, let's get into this game. Okay. Six Degrees of Separate Wins. Give me two people that you don't believe I can connect to the Wayans family. Let's start off with uh, an amazing talent. How about uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson? Oh, you're going to have to deal with Tasha Mack. From Steve Harvey's show and the game and, and, all, <laughs> and all that sizzle. That's actually an easy one. Uh, only because I'm such a big fan of Wendy Raquel Robinson's work. Uh, and she is in... As you said, the Steve Harvey Show. I'm from Cleveland, y'all. With Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric the Entertainer is in Haunted House, which is a Marlon Wayans, a family Wayans movie. So, two people away from the Wayans family. This guy's good. I gotta make this more difficult. Okay, how how about, uh, well, there's there's Nina Simone. For the listeners, y'all can't see I'm panicking right now. It's my (laughs) panic face for the listeners. Nina Simone, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Taylor has just currently broken the bank. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Got it. It is um, Nina Simone is sampled by Kanye West. Kanye West is with Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records. Jay-Z did a song with DMX. DMX was in Romeo Must Die with Anthony Anderson, and Anthony Anderson was in Scary Movie 3 with Kevin Hart and the Wayans family. Six degrees. Impressive. This guy is impressive. Whew. That was a hard one, man. That wasn't right. You ain't right for that. (laughs) You ain't right for that. All right. (laughs) How can people watch Theater Corner? Where can they see it? We're on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Theater is spelled R-E as opposed to E-R because we're talking about the experience as opposed to the structure. Yeah. 
<laughs> gyms. Okay, all right. I got to ask you, because uh, as I said, this episode is about religion. Um, do you think there's a, a spiritual aspect to acting in theater? There is. If you talk to stage actors, oftentimes you'll get this response along the lines of, there's just a little extra something they get from the audience. You know, whether you call it uh, uh, collaborative energy or, or you call it some type of s- spiritual component to to the whole theater experience, audience is not just there watching. You know, there is there is an exchange. You know, and it's and it's beautiful. And, uh, and the audience is sitting there learning about uh, <laughs> what it is to be a human through 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 theater performance. It's a beautiful thing. That was another riveting game of Six Degrees of Separate Wayans with my guest, Mr. Michael Taylor, host of Theater Corner. The word gospel is taken from the term gospel, meaning good story or good telling. Rap music is built from the foundation of language. From preachers to urban prophets to African griots, those skilled with the gift of rap help us process life experiences and in doing so, help define culture. Even the passing of rap mixtapes is similar to fellowship of the word. Legendary pop musicians like Aretha Franklin and Sam Cooke had their roots in secular music and went on to create some of the best pop music in history. And artists like Kanye West topping the Christian album charts with his Jesus is King project once again shows the power of the gospel. I'm going to close out this episode with a song I've probably been playing for, I don't know, maybe two years straight. This is an L.A. artist. Her name is Zay. I love the way this beat slaps. But I kind of dig the subtlety and the positivity in this song. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Keep it to yourself if it's negative. I'll be rolling high, got no gifts to give. I've been laying low and not invited to my crib. I've seen it all before, I've seen it all before. Keeping to myself like a hidden gem Strengthen from my steps, balance with my stance Sitting in my throne here I've been sitting in my throne here I keep a fire inside
This episode is dedicated to the memory of Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. Salute. Salute. You go down to history forever. You go down to history forever. You go down to history. What? <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Did I get the names right? For the Raiders? The Parker Edison Project is produced and hosted by yours truly, Parker Edison, and the good people at Platform Collection. Be sure to subscribe and catch the next episode on Apple Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, visit theparkeredisonproject.com or hit us on Instagram at the PE Project. My guy, Kurt Conan, is audio production manager. Kenzie Moore Lynn is my favorite podcast coordinator. Lisa J. Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is associate general manager for content. This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Content Fund. I love saying that because it reminds me of Sesame Street. Y'all stay safe out there. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.